0: Hello, Michigan State fans, and welcome to the eleventh episode of the Press Quarters podcast. Uh, recording before the eleventh game of the season, apparently, Ronnie here, um, our our voodoo worked when we record podcasts. Michigan State wins. Um, we missed we missed the uh, Purdue game. Uh, never again. So here we are before uh, the week before the Ohio State game. Uh, number seven, Michigan State uh, against number four, Ohio State for essentially the the Big Ten East title. Uh, Ronnie we were just talking it's an uphill battle blah 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 but man does it not feel good to be in the middle of November and matter and play a game that matters
1: yeah yeah I mean you know that's perfectly said I you know I remember D'Antonio the you know when the heart of the D'Antonio years we would take so many wins for granted you know you would beat Indiana at home by like 30 points, like, ooh, okay, let's, you know, get on to Michigan, but really let's get on to Ohio State. And we really took some of those wins for granted and just the process of getting to November, I I just forgot how difficult it is. And and something that a program shows they're growing and getting better is when they beat the teams they're supposed to beat. And that's exactly what Michigan State has done this year. Um, and then they can, you know, rise well, up at times when they need to, and they okay, beat the yeah. teams they need you know, they beat the teams they need to beat. They're, you know they're nine and one. that's just something that D'Antonio did year after year time after time, and it's things you take for granted and in the Maryland game, and we're gonna get into a little bit the Maryland game is an example of that like Maryland's not a bad team, but it's a team you should beat, and they won coming into a you know it, going up for a big game against Ohio State It just shows that the program's floor has been risen and games that matter in November you have to beat the team's um you have to beat the teams that you should win beat. And, and that's something Michigan state did this week. And it's something that's really positive going forward, just the program and the culture that you can come out and win this game and maybe not look ahead, but it, 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 means so much to matter. And, you know, I was talking to my family a lot, my sister and,
0: you know, my friends and did whatever. She, did, and did she go to the, did she go to this game and stay through the whole time? She did go to
1: this game. Okay. Uh, no, we, we all left in the third quarter. It was pretty cold. So Tucker was calling us out, but, uh, you know everyone's just like oh i'm so sad like you know there's just no even point to dream to win but no that we get to dream because we got here right we earn the right to dream to win this game and it's absolutely doable so uh is it going to be an uphill battle yes will we win probably not but you get to dream and it's
0: not wrong to dream by, by buying a lottery ticket is that what you're saying essentially you get to dream for for a week before reality hits
1: Sure, sure. But you you get the right to dream. Do you know what I mean? You get yeah, the right to oh, be absolutely. in this position. And I think there's there's nothing wrong with Michigan State fans looking at, you know, maybe Ohio State as a macro as a whole and saying, hey, I mean, they beat a Penn State team by nine points. They, you know, they beat some bad teams and they did destroy the Purdue team that beat you. But there's some there's some things about that game that we'll, we'll kind of talk about a little later. So, I mean, are they the best Ohio State team I've ever seen? Absolutely not. But... It's nice to matter, and it's nice for this game to mean everything. There's, who would have thought at the beginning of this season that Michigan State would be the biggest college football game uh, in, the, in a week, twice? Literally, college game day. Who, ESPN hates Michigan State. They have to come see us twice. It's amazing. And it's just that's, it's all you can ask for from Tucker.
0: That's a true statement. Um, that is, uh, I'll tell you, and speaking of, I mean, ESPN really does hate MSU. I mean, there's no, this is no conspiracy theory, you know, a blue wall complaint. I mean, the, the blatant, um, disres- I'll use disrespect. I know we, we get mocked for using it, but that's what it is. Um, the equivocating about um, how good state is, the excuse making. And, and now you have the chair of the college football playoff committee two weeks in a row basically saying the games don't actually matter well, we like, we, we like Emma. you know, we know the MSU beat Michigan, but you know, stats stats say Michigan's better. So, you know, the head to head doesn't mean that the better team won. I mean, that's some, that's some stuff straight out of like MGo block. And that's quite frankly, I'm so, so, so sick of it as a state fan. Like I, I, you know, I, what else you have to do? You have to beat the teams in front of you. You're, you're saying because, because Michigan left their starters in and pounded, you know, they pounded what Western Michigan and, um, what was it Northern Illinois or something? Great, great. They, they they got they got to play an absolutely pathetic shell of a Washington team. You know, MSU goes on the road on Miami against Miami, who's a better team than Washington. Wins by I think I think you know seventeen points on the road in this you know in that muggy heat. Do, do, do you get respect for that? No, no. You, you knock Derek King out for the season, which is not something that I'm proud of. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I mean I'm talking about just in terms of like how you control that game. Um, and, and and it's like, oh, that's nice. Anyways, uh, Michigan's got winged helmets, which are great. And Hassan Haskins hurls people. So that's great. And, you know, I I know Tucker's not going to say anything publicly, but if you don't think he is absolutely seething about that, and moreover, the team is seething about that. I mean, I I don't know what else to tell you. Um, yeah, I know. I mean, I think think, think, think they're going to be, yeah, I think they're going to be absolutely loaded for bear this weekend.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it, it was, it was ridiculous. And, and what was amazing was when he just had spoken about the Oregon, Ohio state, um, you know, he was like, well, you know, Oregon went into the shoe and beat Ohio state. And they are like, okay. Then literally right after he's like, put the games aside. Like, don't, let's not look at the on the field results. I was like, what? I mean, someone just tweeted out and it was maybe the funniest thing I read, but it's so true by that logic. Like, in 1980, Russia should have played for the gold medal game because although the USA beat them in hockey, like, yeah. it doesn't really matter because if you look at on the ice performance, like you, know, you don't look at that. So I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, and you're right. I think that I think it's definitely going it, to, and it adds to the chip, right? Like it adds to the chip on the shoulder. The team's going to be absolutely pissed about it. I think that's a good thing, and I, I thought Tucker handled it well. But I, I think that's a really good another thing you can add to the chip. And but I, I do think. And I think we could just—if Michigan State doesn't win this game, I don't think either we're going to do. I think that what they're trying to do is send Michigan to the
0: Rose Bowl. Well, and that's the problem is that they they come up with the criteria and they aren't consistent. Yeah. And you know, we'll see what we'll see what Michigan does against Maryland. Okay. Um, come, come on, but, Maryland. But, well, no, no. Well, yeah, of course. But, but 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 let me tell you this. I hear about well, Michigan's looking better. Okay, let's see. They have a. Three-point win over Nebraska. MSU has a three-point win over Nebraska. Hey. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait, wait, wait a second. They had a close win against Rutgers. MSU blew out Rutgers. MSU had a close win against Indiana. Michigan had a blowout win against Indiana. I mean, these are all kind of feeling pretty similar results across the board. The difference is, when the two teams played together, they looked pretty much equal for the course of the game, except MSU didn't crumble when adversity struck, you know, and Michigan faulted. And I know it grinds them, and those guys that love to crunch stats, like they're they're doing their Dungeons and Dragons campaign, reducing football to just numbers on a pad. It's just it's it, it, it's just really a shame because it overshadows all. It's like MSU has to work half again as hard for half the respect.
1: Yeah, it's it's just kind of the mo of what what being a Spartan is. But I think at the same time, there's still a lot of respect being. Given in general, I mean, they're still a top 10 team, right? They they haven't dropped behind Wake Forest. They haven't dropped behind, you know,
0: well, whatever, our, Notre Dame or anything. Taking, talking taking care of business. I mean, Oklahoma looked terrible. Texas just lost to Kansas. Um, the Pac-12, other than Oregon, is kind of a wreck. Um, yeah. I mean, eh, you know, there's a lot to be said about just beating the teams in front of you. And, you know, even still, look, look, uh, Miami beat Pittsburgh. They beat NC State. Western Kentucky's a, about
1: to be eight and five this season eight they're yeah. literally about to go eight and four this season after you know a, ter- a horrendous start with a horrendous schedule I mean that win is looking better and better I mean they they literally are going to be an eight and four football team eight and five and we're all going to be like oh that's kind of a pretty quality win out there against a team that everyone's like well Michigan State should beat them Michigan State killed you know an eight and five football team that I mean it's a game they should win but it's not nothing and, and, not and from the I think back that good I mean, thing.
0: right not, yeah, I mean, and, and no, no disrespect to the to the Mac. Well, no, some disrespect to the no, Mac. No, absolutely but, 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 disrespect but, 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 to the but, Mac. But but, but but that's the – they are the worst conference in college football. I watched that, like, Western Michigan Ball State game or whatever where they, like – or I, I don't know. There was some game last weekend where it featured, like – Wait, like why put, did like, you watch that? No, no, no. no like, like, I, like, I watched, like, the highlights of it because there were, like, two okay, punt good. returns for touchdowns or something and, like, like, two pick sixes and, like, something like, like – 1100 yards of offense. I mean it was just stupid. I mean it was just like it was just it's just stupid. So it's great. You put up 61 points on Northern Illinois. Congratulations. Have a cookie. You know, uh you know, Kenneth Walker gets 7 carries against Youngstown State. If he gets 17 carries against Youngstown State, I mean he guaranteed he finishes with 50, 57 yards, 59 yards. He's going to end up with a buck 80 at least, if not 225 because he's going to rip off a couple of big ones against that defense. You saw that. But they saved him, and, and could you imagine what his Heisman campaign would be if he's already well? He'd be at sixteen hundred yards through ten games. You
1: know, you know what pisses me off? Like he has better numbers than Derrick Henry had, Mark Ingram had at the same time, and those guys r- ran behind Alabama offensive linemen. And you know, regardless of what you want to think about the SEC, the SEC is truly like a big two, little eight. You know, when they played Mississippi State, like I, the Mississippi States of the world are below, you know, the middle of the Big Ten. That's just fact if Kenneth Walker was on Alabama if Kenneth Walker was on Michigan I mean this Heisman in my opinion would be almost wrapped up for him if he had a decent game this weekend and it's one once again a a frustrating thing I hate to play up the chip and, and maybe that's the problem being a Michigan State fan complaining complaining you know what more does the kid have to do like he's getting no respect for what he just did against Maryland they stacked the box and brought a safety down low you know Peyton Thorne had great numbers in that game albeit he had another freaking interception at the end of the half that will look bad against the stats, but really oh, it means whatever it means nothing, but it goes against the stats. It, you know, Kenneth, Peyton Thorne had a great day. He had great throws. Don't get me wrong, but why were they there? Because they put a safety in the box to stop Kenneth Walker, who still put his head down, got the little yards and got two touchdowns with a buck 40. Oh, you know, Blake Coram does that. And you know, we're saying in his praises. Uh, Kenneth Walker does that. Oh, he kind of disappointed. I, I just don't, what, what can the kid do unless he has a 200-yard five-touchdown day? I, I get frustrated for him because he, he truly is the most special running back I've ever seen in a Michigan State uniform. And I've been afraid to say that because there have been so many good ones. But uh, I, you know, I am younger, and I didn't get to see the uh, you know, the Lorenzo White days. But I, I can say no, from, from what I've seen with the Le'Veons and with the you know, Langfords, I mean, he's better, and it's, it's, um, it's starting to become not close.
0: He's a healthy Jervon ringer. Yeah. That's what yeah. he is. He's a healthy Javon Ringer. Um and he I mean he he's just really I mean one of a you you're not gonna see another guy like him at state for twenty years. Um you can not to say they won't be good running backs and good running teams, but in terms of an individual talent, I mean he, he really is transcendent. Um I mean he's the reason they 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 beat Michigan. He's the reason they, uh, you know, he broke through against Nebraska. He affects the game in a way that is truly, truly rare in college football because it really is 11 on 11 for the most part. He commands so much attention. Look, Maryland sold out, okay, sold out to stop him. He still got like five yards of carry, okay, and and hit his season average. I think, think his season average is 148 and he got 146 or something, okay? And Thorn went off. I mean, Thorn completed seventy three percent of his passes. All right, yeah. nine and a half yards, nine point eight yards an attempt or something. I mean, he's number two, and and, and there's some
1: there's it's a just 100%. beautiful. And they were beautiful passes. They weren't like dink and dunks for receivers for uh, getting his, huge his yards throw, after
0: catch. His throw on the flea flicker was a like I, I was, it was like a laser. Oh. Well, I mean, it was a laser that traveled forty yards downfield. I mean, it was a right. I mean, he winged that, and uh, or maybe it's thirty. Whatever, who cares. Um, the point is, I mean, that ball left his hand and I was, and I honestly, I, I, I was like, I didn't realize he had that zip. I really didn't No,
1: because it wasn't like he aired it out and put air under it. I mean, he, yeah, it that ball, and and he that, had that was, and in, it, that was incredible. Uh, I, right. He did have to. And then another throw that really like stood out to me and I was besides, I'm not even talking about Reed's touchdown pass, which was a beautiful touch. Uh, the first touchdown pass in the, you know, back left corner, beautiful touchdown pass. I'm, i the more the back shoulder throw he had where reed made a fantastic catch but he put it in a place that only reed could get it i mean listen i i don't know if peyton Thorne's an nfl quarterback he might be too small and the jury i mean he's only a sophomore let's wait and see but holy crap like that throw with the back shoulder the shoulder throw to reed where he had to extend i mean that, oh, that's an yeah. nfl throw i mean that was just incredible and you know brian lewerke couldn't make that throw i'll just tell you right now um you know, Rocky mm-hmm. Lombardi would never dare to dream to throw that ball. So it, uh, it's just kind of amazing on what I mean, he had, the ability he has.
0: He's he's trending towards mobile Kirk Cousins territory. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and that, he's doing better than Kirk's freshman year. Uh, sophomore, sophomore. Year. but yeah, no, he is. So so, so uh, Cousins was splitting time. So his he finished with nineteen touchdowns and nine interceptions in just over sixty percent completion. Uh, right now thorns at 21 touchdowns with eight interceptions. And he's at like 63.4% completion, which is great. I mean, that's great. I mean, he, he's the number 20, 20 or 21 passer by rating um, nationally, and that's all that matters. I, I got into it with some some folks on, on, oh, you know, he only throws for 240 yards a game. Okay, great. Well, look at his yards per attempt. Look at everything else. You know, he's like 46th in passing yards per game. Who cares? What I care about is what he does every, you know, how efficient are the throws because – and this is turning kind of a little bit more towards Michigan State. MSU is a big play offense, and they have to get the most out of their plays. They aren't running 70, 80 plays a game because, quite frankly, the defense can't get off the field to allow them to do that. Um, so you have to make the most of the snaps you have. And when you have a guy like Walker and you have a guy like Thorne, who I, 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 he, he's no longer, I didn't really, I mean, he came out the first couple of games of the season as a game manager type against uh youngstown i mean they, they let him air it out a little bit about youngstown but but northwestern he was kind of take care of the ball he threw one touchdown pass um uh, miami he had the four touchdown passes but you know some of that was you know walker's effort and and um some obviously mean, he threw some great plays uh, to Naylor. yeah
1: i was gonna i was gonna through that long one to Naylor and that well, he kind of audibled in the red zone i mean he that oh, he kind of that, that's, that's when, he, that's, when
0: he, that was his moment that's what i was just i gonna agree say, that's what he took the, he the reins it, for me and i saw that and i said oh Okay. There, there it is. And that's what, I mean, that's what I saw against Penn State last year. And what, when I got really all summer, I was very excited about Thorne um, because of that potential. And I thought, you know, listen, coach's kid, um, hard worker, you can throw all the, all the cliches out there, but the, but there's a reason they're cliches because they, they, they come true. Um, he came in at like 6'2, you know, one buck 80 or something. He's, you know, listed at 210 yeah, now. Yeah, sopping, sopping wet buck yeah, 80, honestly. You know, he's,
1: he's bigger now. I mean,
0: he's in the 200 plus, 205, 210. I mean, look, Cousins was 208 his senior year, so it's not like it's unheard of for a guy that size. Um, and, and he, look, he's gotten stronger. His arm's gotten stronger. He's got command of the offense. Um, and you have a guy, look, he's tucked and run and surprised teams several times throughout the year. Um, he, he's, you know, on the plus side of, of the stats in rushing, I think he's got like three rushing touchdowns or something like that. And, and so he, he's a plus player. I mean, look, the MSU passing record for, um, touchdowns is only 25. I mean, he could, he could get there.
1: He's probably going to get it.
0: Well, I mean, he's got to play. Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess we'll talk about Ohio state's defense, Yeah, but, uh, Penn state's defense past defense is excellent. I mean, really excellent. That's a tough, that's a tough one. And then who knows, you know, if you're in the big 10 championship game, well, Wisconsin has the best defense in <laughs> statistically outside of Georgia. And then, you know, obviously a playoff game, you know, cause that's going to happen. So, um,
1: which may be, and then I get, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think those are all, I, I think all like everything, like of those two have been so special. Um, and it's something that I think we've really taken for granted this year. Uh, I, like a I, Walker, I, I don't. I think people are watching him and, oh my god, what he's doing. But I, I don't think really people are taking the pause and seeing what he is. I mean, you look at that, you know, that Michigan game, what he did and what he's done the whole season. Like really, everyone's got to get stop, stop being including us so bent about the rankings and just like appreciate what these guys have done. And for all intents and purposes, from what I what I've read and what I've seen from some of the reporters. That you know these guys are good kids, right? They're humble kids. I, I hear Walker might be the most humble guy in the team.
0: You know, Kenneth loves Walker, his teammates. Always, yeah.
1: Like, you know, who was who was going wild, wild on the sideline when Elijah Collins had that last run of the game for seven yards. It was Kenneth freaking Walker, turned ankle and all. Like, those are just the. So we talk about how talented they are, but they're just the kind of kids you want on your team. Not saying anything stupid in the media. Just you know, humble people, and, and that that speaks to. Not only them as people, but it also speaks to Tucker and the type of, type of program he's he's running. So, I mean, that's that's a super special thing. I guess something I, I wanted to talk about the defense in the Maryland game, and I, I thought they were much wow, wow. better, but is Thorn the best tackler on the team? Is Thorn the best tackler on the team? Because that that tackle he had on that, I think that guy would score if he didn't absolutely <laughs> like lay him out. I was pretty impressed.
0: Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty great. I also, you know, usually, I mean, I have no, I have, I, I look, okay. I have no problem with a Hail Mary at the end of the half ever. And if it gets picked, it's, it doesn't matter. Right. So like he, he's had a couple of those like arm punt type throws where, okay, it's a 43 yard punt. Fine. I don't care. That one, I, you don't usually expect that to be returned. Like that was really, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. That just doesn't happen. So what, whatever you, you, you take that risk that once in 300 times, someone's going to run it back. Right. I mean, it's touchdown. I mean, if it would have been, look, it's a 50-50 ball. Who knows? Um, would have been a nice time to have um, like Trevon Morgan or, you know, or yes. Coleman who played a bunch back. Made and a catch. Just, made a catch. Yeah, he did. He did. A small one, but he got a catch. Um, and, but that's how you get your feet wet. And we'll, we'll talk about that because a lot of guys we hadn't seen yet came into the Maryland game and played. Um I just wanted to take a, just a quarter step back and say about the direction of the team and the program. The thing that has made the season special, you know, Kenneth Walker at a micro level, an actual functional off- offense, a beautiful win over Michigan, one of the best games in the series, um, is that it sh- it's shown the fan base that there's life after D'Antonio. And I don't think there is a, a bigger challenge in all of college sports than keeping a program successful after a legendary coach leaves. And Antonio is absolutely a legendary coach. I rag on him for the last couple of years, not rag on, but like I'm very disappointed how the last couple of years went out. But the reality is most legendary coaches, Bobby Bowden, Mac Brown, Joe Paterno for reasons beyond that. But even still they usually hang on too long and the program starts to wane in it's in their last few years. Um, you know, Lloyd Carr in 2007 lasted, you know, he had a big year in 06 and kind of fell on his face in 07 with Appalachian State. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Um, but it's very, very hard to replay. Look at, look at what happened. You know, look, look what Nebraska is going through. Look what Tennessee is going through.
1: Look at Texas.
0: Look at Steve Texas. Sar- they
1: just paid. They just paid twenty five million dollars to get rid of Tom Herman, and Steve Sarkeesian just lost to to freaking Kansas, who right, has like two wins in three years. They had five star recruits on Instagram Live laughing at them, literally at the game in the end zone with recording it, and they uh, they start laughing. That's those are storied programs.
0: I mean, that's insane. Look at USC after yeah. Pete Carroll. I mean, they haven't been good in fifteen years. I mean, really, they haven't. And and you go around, and I, you know, I I'm not going to say that Tucker's going to be a fifteen plus year coach. He's probably going to end up in the NFL eventually, eventually. But I don't think he's going to leave for another college job, at least not unless Bama, Georgia, or Ohio State opens up. Because I think MSU is committed um, to being here to to putting the resources around him, and I think there's something to be said about. Being the guy, I mean, look how D'Antonio is revered. He never won a national title, but he elevated the program. And now it's on firmer ground. I, I really liken D'Antonio to a, kind of a more successful Barry Alvarez as a program builder. Is that, does that kind of make sense? So, That's, you,
1: fair. You know, That's fair. That's fair.
0: And, you know, the crazy thing was, is that is that Alvarez handed the reins to Bielema, and Bielema wins like his first 10 games or 11 games or something. He goes like 11 two his first year and he's like, whoa, where'd this come from? And then Bielema begat, I guess, Gary Anderson, who had like two, nine and four years. And then back to Paul Christ, who was the quarterback back in like the late 80s, early 90s, is a coach now. And, and now you've got 30 years of winning history at Wisconsin, and they're consistently considered one of the better programs. MSU is now at a point, kind of a really critical inflection point, where if if they can get another five or six good years out of Tucker, You're looking at two decades. If you can get to 2007, you'll be looking at generally two decades of winning football at MSU. I mean, real winning football. And the recruiting is in place. The resources are in place. And to sit there and watch a team that a year ago committed seven fumbles against Rutgers in the opener to be a team that I'm, you know, oh, man, they only scored 40 points against in a Big Ten game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and feeling like they left they left some they left some meat on the bone. Um it's just been a remarkable turnaround. And and I I, I don't know what's gonna happen in the next two weeks. They could very well end the year nine and three. And that's
1: fine. Like well, that's it's fine. Not, is, I mean, this, I I, I, I want no. No, it's fine. But this is year one. Like it's not the end, you gotta look at it more of the big picture, right? And I agree, we would like to win the ceiling raises rises, but like you said, I I think it's a it's it's an amazing transition and it's very lucky and it's not just a given and, and I think that's something that was really good that you hit on and I, and I I like your Barry Alvarez example I I kind of liken it to Tom Izzo a little bit and Judd Heathcote um you know Heathcote was there a long time obviously like had a foundation there Tom Izzo comes in when now Tom Izzo might be the you know one of the top five greatest to ever do it but he had a foundation set for him and Michigan State is just a culture of winning you know because of Tom Izzo. You know, Heathcote had the national championship with Magic, but, you know, Michigan State's had two coaches in, you know, 40 plus years. And and I, I do believe with coaches, less is more. And if you give people more time instead of turning over every three years, you have a better chance to breed, you know, a healthy program. And I think that's the best part about the transition from D'Antonio to Tucker is, and that's why hopefully Tucker stays a long time. Um, yeah, it's just been really, really impressive.
0: Yeah. And um, that's, and that, and that turns to this game. Okay. If you would have talk, I mean, I, wait, wait. I, we got to talk about the defense. We got to oh, talk about the defense. Okay. So here's my problem. My problem is that the corners aren't really the problem anymore. It's the safeties, particularly Angelo gross. I, I, I know he's called like the sugar weasel. Can we call him like the saccharin weasel or the like, aspetamine or whatever that other thing is like, because he's terrible.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, but to be fair to the safeties, these you know, corners. <laughs> that that is true. Uh, they've played every snap in every game, right? And I, I do think this this comes to the the issue that we've seen all year, and we've talked about the depth issue, right? I mean, you look at the participation reports. You know, the the corners are playing twenty less snaps than the safeties right now, and a lot of games that's less when Brantley was healthy. So, so I mean, you're talking about. Over a season, you know, hundreds of more snaps for these guys—they got to be getting exhausted, right? I mean, Henderson's not hitting as hard as he was. The tackling was a more of an issue against Purdue. I do think a lot of that has to do with fatigue for these guys, and that's just there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you, you you cannot have Emmanuel Flowers running out there for a significant amount of time and expect to no drop off to happen
0: you can't run them out for one snap and expect not a drop-off to happen.
1: Not against, not against Ohio State. Actually, my, my big thinking, and I, and I know you're you're down on the safeties, and they, I thought they they didn't play their best game. The defensive line and the pressure, in this game they did much better. I mean, how many uh, intentional groundings for Tua? Maybe Tua. But, four? You know, I think three or four. I've honestly
0: never seen that.
1: that I've crazy. never seen it either. It, it, there's just been a drop-off from the pass rush that they were getting early in the season to now, and I think – a lot of that has done with, I, I think that the schemes have changed for teams. You know, they realized that Simeon Barrow and Slade were for making a bigger impact on the inside. And then, you know, with no Bleesley, no one's really healthy. They're just not getting to the quarterback. And, I, you know, any defensive back can look a lot better if you can generate some pressure. And I, I think the pressure has really dropped off. And, you know, we don't know what the availability of Barrow is. We know Slade's been a little hampered with that ankle injury since he had at Purdue. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, that's, that's where my issue is. I don't think we're getting to the quarterback enough, but I thought against Maryland, a better job.
0: Yeah. I think, I I think here's the, here's the reality on that. Um, you're exactly right. They face two, what just way too many, way, way, way too many snaps. Um, and it, it's caught up with them, and there isn't the depth. You can't rotate three safeties. I mean, they, they do rotate Davel and, and Snow, but Snow has been playing. Dovel so has well not out.
1: played. Davel did not play a snap this week, so I don't he I don't think he's played in two That's weeks. Okay.
0: So I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, well, I mean, Snow Snow's just just a superior player.
1: Yeah, I mean, but you would you would you would play him sometime, right? So maybe there's an injury or something because you would expect him to be in the game sure. at some point.
0: But, like, even against Maryland, okay, so State, this was State's best game in terms of time of possession. I miss who had the ball for 35 minutes and 50 seconds. That's, like, some D'Antonio-level time of possession, okay? They got off 74 plays with that, all right? Maryland had the ball for 24 minutes, and guess what? They had 73 plays in that time. (laughs) So... It's like you you still can't. It's like you you're, st- you're still facing an it's just an insane amount of snaps, and uh, and that's and that's a problem. I mean the, the team is just wearing down. I mean they looked exhausted against Purdue because Michigan's tough. And, not tough, but they're you know they're, they at least play a physical game, even if they play dirty, um, which they absolutely did. And that's the other thing I wanted to note. I, I generally have no no beef with Maryland. I thought their guys were really out to actually hurt Walker. I saw a lot of pileups where they were twisting legs and things, and I'm really, really disappointed in that. Um, I know dirty things happen in the piles, but like for a kid that's like going through a special season, it's it would be really a shame. Like, I, I don't think he hurt his ankle on a routine cackle. I think people are like I'm actually trying to get. got
1: twist, He got twisted in the pile, and he was pissed.
0: Which is which is. Horrific. I mean, that is that is abs. Yeah. It's dirty. It's horrific, and it, and and I'm sorry. You, you, you can't tackle a guy. You can't hang with the guy. So, so you try to injure him. That's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. And it's I, pathetic, you
1: know, but it, I I I I don't like it. But it happens everywhere. We you know nothing we can really do about it. Sadly, this is
0: not this is not the way gentlemen play football. Um, <laughs> but well, but, but the thing is, I you know, look, I don't know what's done to him. Um, if if I'm if I'm Tucker, I put him in a hyperbaric chamber until the Ohio State game. I mean, I put him in bubble wrap.
1: We'll see what they do with him. I I don't know. But getting back to the defense. Oh, uh, whatever. Noah Harvey, go on. Yeah, no, I I, I think Noah Harvey deserves a ton of credit. I think it's someone that we have been very critical of, uh, you know, stayed the course, could have hopped in the transfer portal with Kalen Gervin and everything. And I, I thought he was fantastic in pass coverage for what, you know, he is. He got a pass interference call, which I thought was a terrible call. Comes back with a huge interception in a, in a time when the game wasn't in doubt. The game wasn't a sure thing at that point. In fact, they throw, you know, they get a touchdown pass there. I think it's a one-score game. And then that made a huge difference in the game. And the team went wild around him. They were so happy for him. I mean, that just shows, like, there's a lot of strong mentality on that defense. And I, I thought Harvey was great in, you know, pass coverage, better than Crouch has been. Unfortunately, you know. Once again, we don't know why Crouch didn't play, um, and Tank Brown, who I you know I get on last week and say you're not going to play with a meniscus injury. The kid plays 30 snaps, so I, I, the kid's a freak of nature because uh, with the surgery, it is impressive that a guy at his size can get back into game shape and come back. So you know, hats off to him and and that. And I uh, that's why I I you know don't trust trust me on anything. That's that's the way to look at it. What did you think well, of the defense? I mean, we talked about Maryland scoring a lot of points. I thought they did as good as they could have done, you know, holding them to 21. I was pretty impressed. Uh, okay. Um, no, man, I, you got to look at that. We talk about this. You look at the numbers. They got 21 points against a team that scores a, sh- a, a lot of points.
0: Yeah. So they, okay, fine. But Maryland has always struggled to score against better teams. Um, the issue I had was that a, Maryland was like two or three drop passes away from probably having 35 points. I mean, there were, I mean, wide open, just a receiver, no one near him, drop. I mean, Ohio State's not going to miss that. You know, Michigan wouldn't miss that. You know, Purdue didn't miss it and that's how State ended up losing that game. Um, So I didn't see much of a change there. I thought the safety play was really bad. The tackling, I thought, was poor. Um, You know, you gave up, I mean, look, you you gave up almost the exact same amount of yards, like 440 or something, Um, and you did it because your um, tackling is just a uh, really. I mean, they're just worn down. I mean, the running—it's gotten, it's got,
1: yeah, it's gotten worse. But I, I thought it was better than Purdue. I agree, it wasn't great, but it was better than Purdue.
0: Yeah, and part of that, I think, it, why? Why? I mean, people just wore it down. I mean, Crouch, Crouch, and Halliday have been on the field for almost every snap all year. Yeah, and I think Crouch just got worn down. It's eventually. And so he's in street, you know, he's in street clothes and all that. Um, so I, I think some, I think there was some strategic, you know, Barrow had to sit. I, I think there was some strategy to, I, maybe I'm overthinking this. Um, I think it was a tactical decision to rest some of your key players for Ohio state.
1: Very possible. And I, and I think getting some of these guys in the tank Browns of the world, I, I think that was, uh, also maybe tactical because they might need them next week right and that's um, i and did that, think uh, no no go on sorry no well, i was no I, and I was just gonna say like you know you talked about the corners i did think they had their one of their best outings of the season ronald williams is is a player Marquis lally yes. we've talked about him he's a redshirt freshman I, I mean people just expect the transfer portal oh they're gonna come in i mean a redshirt freshman right like when you think of that that's like a you know, Trey Waynes, right, started playing as a redshirt freshman, you know, in the bowl game. He hadn't even played most of that season because of Johnny right. Adams. So this kid's coming in and, I mean, he's good. I mean, that's a very good player. He's going to be a good player for a long time. Ronald Williams, I think, will be back next year. That's a good player. I mean, those are good – those were two good players. And that, that was something we needed to see with Ronald Williams being hurt. And Lowry has been hampered by injury all season. I thought that was a huge positive. Maybe gives the slightest glimmer of hope that we didn't have for Ohio state. And I'm talking slight.
0: Well, uh, so Ronald Williams stood out to me because they tested him early and they, again and again, especially I think there was an early fourth down or something that he batted away and he wasn't giving it up. And so then they went on the the other corner and Lowry was hitting hard where they really had success was, um, was against the safeties on those slot fades and those, those deep post routes. Um, where I mean, Henderson gets suckered up by play action way too easy. I know he's probably going to go to the NFL. He wants to leave and all that. He is a uh, kind of a throwback box safety. Um, one of the most impressive things about Kari Willis, um, who he really tries to model his game after was that Willis became excellent at the underneath routes and tackling. I mean, he shut down Rondale Moore in that well, remember, 2000. Willis,
1: Willis also had four four speed somehow, no, which four, we never, four five,
0: four five. He was four five flat.
1: I thought he ran four four at the combine. No, no, five. no, no.
0: He he ran he ran uh he ran a four five four and then Justin Lane ran a four five flat. Gotcha. That's still fast. I mean people, people don't understand. They were all four four. Like when like when you know Urban Meyer was putting up like hand time sides, like I've got thirty players at Florida that run a sub four three and like Percy Harvin was like a four-four and he had him as like a four-one five or something <laughs> stupid like that. I mean, right. legit, legit 4-4 speed is freakish. I mean, uh, Jeremy Langford ran a 4-4, a real 4-4. Um, so did uh, Waynes. Wayne, Wayne, Waynes ran a four three six or something like that. That's what got him drafted so high. Um, 4-5 speed is good, uh, is very good. I mean, Olave, you're going to see against Ohio State's a 4-5 guy, guarantee. Um, and so it, the defense, I thought, it, it was weird. I thought that I... I was comforted by the corners. now I'm worried about the safeties. um I thought I thought they were tactically aggressive in a way they hadn't been. Quite frankly, the defense has been pretty boring. they blitzed, um,
1: they blitzed way more in this game. and also I think that was effective. tactically I think they did that again because I, I I truly believe that they're gonna they're gonna blitz Stroud more. I think this was a tactical thing getting ready for Ohio State because I think we talked about last week. You know Maryland is kind of will run similar stuff to Ohio State at a way lesser level.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, they're they're a quick quick get out spread. I mean, look when they went tempo, State got smoked.
1: Yeah, Henderson missed one guy across the middle, and he owned it right away in the post game. He was like, "Yeah, I just totally missed that guy. That's yeah, on me." Yeah, but you can't do that. Yeah. No, I mean, I understand you can't do it. I I don't think he'll do it again, but I mean, at
0: least he owned it.
1: You know, he wasn't like my blockers were bad, you know?
0: Yeah, but I mean, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think Harvey probably carved himself out a little bit of a role, again, at least as a blitzer, at least someone to keep Crouch a, a little, um, I don't know, maybe more um, fresh. I guess, because they're going to need, I I agree. And the same thing with, with getting Coleman and Brown and Collins a touch. That's a, I hate to say this, but this is what Michigan did with Andrew Anthony. They got him just a taste of game speed. And then they went to him against MSU. And I, you can, it's not like you're going to go from nothing to all American in one game, but you get a little use. You get, you get hit the mouth a few times, the first, you know, and just introduced there. you can, you can, Potentially be a contributor to the next game. I mean, you're seeing it from Malik Carr, right? I mean, I, he, I, I, if I'm,
1: you want to win, he's going to have to have a big game, in my opinion.
0: Right. So, I mean, that's the that's the that's the nature of the beast. And so, speaking of the nature of the beast,
1: let's get into it <sighs> since we've been. Uh, oh no
0: no no! This no, wait, is wait, wait, scary. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, no no! One more thing I want to say: Bryce Beringer for the Ray Guy Award. Sure. Yeah, I mean, no, no, no. He, well, he, he, he's set he's to very set, good. He, he's set to set the single field, single single season MSU punt yardage average. Did you know that he's like two I, and a half yards, He's like he's like a yard and a half, he's like somewhere like either a yard and a half or two and a half yards better than Brandon Fields if
1: we could just stop taking freaking like penalties on formation, I don't know what Ross Ells is doing. That would be nice uh, because he is fantastic and he would have even a better average if he hadn't gotten nullified by some of the stupid penalties we've
0: taken this year. Yeah, I, uh, I would agree. And th- and that's actually you know, one of the things where you talk about, um, you know, discipline and things like that. Um, a, I, I would expect I would expect Tucker to be disciplined. Um, teams to be more disciplined, and they're actually one of the most horrendously undisciplined teams in college football right now. Which is I really mean, dis- I, which is really they might have a lot I mean.
1: of. I don't. They're not like take. Well, have a chance and just punch someone in the face, but I, know, I mean, most they're, the times they're I mean, not taking like cheap shots or anything. I no, mean, cool.
0: no, no, no. But but Ronnie, they're, they're 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 getting penalized like seven and a half or eight times a game for like nearly eighty five yards. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean. That's, yeah. that's, that's stupid. Stop doing it. Stop it. <laughs> Be smart. You know, so that's, that's my, you know, that's, that's my, that's my quote unquote hot right, take let's on get, that. Let's,
1: we, we, we've gone 40 minutes. I think we need to get into the buck guys. Oh,
0: okay. Um, State's going to win by three. All right. That does it for our podcast. That's thanks good. That's listening. good.
1: Yeah. Thanks everybody. Uh, we're going to, you know, we'll talk about formula <laughs> one now. Um Yeah
0: the only formula one I have is the stuff I feed my kid. Um, all right. So, um, let's talk about Ohio state. So Ohio state, uh, is the flagship university of the state of Ohio. They're the Buckeyes. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right. So Ohio state, once again, best offense in the big 10, uh, arguably the best offense in the country. Um, I think by, by at least some efficiency metrics, they're, number one. I think they're number
1: absolutely, one. The, they're so good.
0: Yeah. And what makes them so good is that they have, wait for it, great players. Shocking. No, um they have skill talent that is it's just so so state has had a competent offense because they have a threat at running back and at the time when Nealer was healthy, three receivers. Okay. I texted this to Ronnie. I think Jaden Reed would be the number four receiver on Ohio State's team.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I thought I mean, you were. I thought you were crazy, and then I watched yeah. a f- some of their games. You know, the last couple days, and I was like, "Oh man, he might be." I mean, he might be right. I mean, the only one I think he could play over is Wilson, but I think no. after that, that's the only one I could see because N- N- Igjiba and Olave, There's no chance. I, I no. thought if anything, he could play over Wilson, but that was it. And even then, I'd still probably take Wilson over him, and that's a little concerning.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of, and, and, and let me be clear. I, I think Jaden Reed is potentially up to like a third round draft pick. I think he's excellent. I think he's an excellent player. Ohio state has potentially three first rounders on there. Yeah. I mean, um, you at Jackson
1: Smith and the Jigba has a thousand yards. You, right. You got Garrett Wilson, you know, 813 yards, nine touchdowns. Okay. And you have Chris Olave who everybody knows is that's, you know, guaranteed first round player. 11 touchdowns, 708 yards. I mean, that's, that's a 300 monster. You know, Michigan State, we talked about a 200 monster. I mean, this is a true 300 monster that could go up against anybody. It's, it's pretty insane. Oh, and they have just a, a fantastic tight end who, if you're not going to throw to them, they're going to throw to him, Jeremy Rucker. So not a great uh, combination for the worst pass defense in college, freaking football.
0: Yeah. Um, and and to be in, of course, uh, CJ Stroud is able to take advantage of it because I mean, he's only a redshirt freshman, but all he's got to do is sit back, wait for five seconds, not five seconds, probably wait for five seconds, wait for two and a half seconds. Someone's going to be open on every snap
1: and his numbers are really you, you, good you, you, this year. They don't like him, though. Have you been reading any of the boards like they Ohio State is not the biggest fans of CJ Stroud? I guess, well, I, I guess when you're that good, you got to find something to complain about.
0: Well, I, here here's the thing. I, I He's kind of a – it's going to sound funny. He's kind of a Chad Henney right now in that – Chad Henney number, was really good. No, 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 But as a freshman where he was the product of, oh, well, he was great because he had Braylon Edwards to throw to. I think he actually had a better season freshman year than he did his senior year and because he had a first-rounder to throw to. You know, and he got better as a quarterback, obviously, but but there's a lot to be said about, like, just getting the ball in the hands of the guys that, you know, make plays. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's what Stroud does. Now, to his credit, he doesn't have to be much more than that, right? Um, but, you know, he's, he's very good. I think he's going to be special next year, um, but he's not – he's not uh, – him alone is not a – if you put him on MSU's team – I don't think he would do much better than Peyton Thorne's done. I agree with that. 100%. Is that fair? I mean, like, I, I think that's I think that's very fair. And I think if you put Thorne on Ohio State's team, they would be the same. I, mean, I think he would he would have the thirty three yeah. touchdowns and whatever. I mean, it, it's more yeah. of a product the skill talent because wait for it, uh, they have arguably the what what the second or third best back second, in the Big best. Ten,
1: so that sec- definitely the second best back in the Big Ten. I mean, Travian is pretty good. Is- no way, man. This kid is disgusting. Uh, I mean, maybe because he's running events. Michigan has a good offensive line, too. I mean, this, this, what Haskins doesn't have and this kid has is that second level, that second gear to get yeah. away, right? Haskins isn't going to run away from you. And Travion Henderson, he's not He's not as good as Walker. But when he gets to that linebacker level of you miss, he's gone. And, and Haskins doesn't have that, which Quorum does. But right. I mean, this kid, this kid is is special. I mean, uh, you know, for all we talk about Walker, this kid has 14 touchdowns. You know, just over a thousand yards. True freshman. I mean, you know, you guys remember Master Teague, right? Like yep. very good, good player. Um, you know, he's their third string linebacker, uh, running back. Yeah. Uh, that's just kind of the the embarrassment of riches. They also have this bowling ball, my who who will literally could could also destroy us at any time. Five eight two twenty seven. Oh, I was like, he looks so fat. Like,
0: he's not fat, but he's good. He's like my kid,
1: dude. If you guys could see Andrew's kid, uh, this guy, this guy is a bully. It's like Ju Coltrick. It's amazing. He sends me photos, and I literally
0: just chuckled to myself. His kid is a specimen. He's in, in. He's the thing is, he's proportional which is even crazier. Like he's just enormous. I mean, he's 30 pounds at eight months and you put him next to another eight month. year old. And I, I told you this, so I'll tell to tell people listening. I joked. I was like, it's someone, it's like someone printed my kid on 11 by 17 paper and everyone else got eight and a half by 11 because he's just, he's just enormous. It's Incredible. I mean, it's look so forward, but the, the 2039 class is going to have a five-star offensive tackle commit because he's going good. To I there. mean, yeah. So, yeah, you know, but it so kidding, kidding, kidding aside. Um, Ohio State has it all. All right, they can they can threaten you with all five skill positions, every single one. I mean, listen, here here I mean the, the long passes, seventy five yards to Nagata, um, fifty seven to Wilson, sixty one for Olave. The tight end has twenty two catches and three touchdowns. Ruckert is fantastic. Henderson, the running back. It's really those five. There's a really big drop off after those five. Yeah, and they play a lot. So I guess you know, could they wear down? No, probably not. Um uh, no no this is yeah i mean and you look at you look at stroud i mean he's got he's got a 6 to 1 touchdown to interception ratio okay he's the number four pass, passer by passer rating he's only a redshirt freshman i guess if there's there's one thing he's only taken seven sacks on the year but he also does well, – have a fantastic
1: he, they have a fantastic offensive line
0: though how about that and that's that's the problem i mean he's thrown yeah. the i i guess it, I'm not, I'm not going to say that there's a, and, and for folks, I mean, I think it, it kind of nice thing with the last two games is that a lot of, a lot of MSU fans watch college football, obviously, and they watch Ohio state and they watch Penn state because they're kind of rivals and um, teams on the horizon. So I, I think you have kind of a better feel. So I, I don't feel I need to go into great detail about the scheme. I mean, most people know what Ohio state looks like under Ryan day. This looks like Ohio state under Ryan day on offense. Um, probably the, the, thing that concerns me the most, Ronnie, I mean, some of their bread and butter stuff are the crossing routes and yeah. the deep, the deep crossers. And because of the pass protection, they can wait for the route running speed to get their guys open. And then it's just wide open space. And they, they are a top, kind of redundant, but a spread spread offense. Like MSU is a spread, but they do tight formations. Ohio state will, will stretch you sideline to sideline. It gives the quarterback great throwing lanes wide spacing and even more one-on-one matchups, um, for those, you just need one guy to break, um, break loose. Yeah. After kimborough Yeah. He, well, right. Can't play this game. I mean, he will, he'll play, but he can't play. I mean, this is, this is a ter- yeah. I mean, this is just terrible. I mean, I guess, I guess if there's a, a saving, Wait, grace I guess my,
1: then, I guess my, I guess my like my question to you is that, you know, looking at Ohio state, now they've been good against the bad teams, but you know, Against Penn State, they weren't as good, right? Against, you know, some of the better teams that played. Obviously, Oregon beat them. Now, those teams have better defenses than Michigan State. Is that just what it is? I mean, uh, you know, a team that's – we're talking like – what we're talking about sounds like national champion, right, the way we're speaking. And and I don't think we – either of us no, think no, no, we're no. Out with a national.
0: They have a national championship offense, I think,
1: caliber. Okay. And, and I agree with you. But, I mean, they're not – they blow out the bad teams, but they haven't blown out – some of the not bad teams, I guess, or the teams that they play who are better than just terrible, right? Like if you're looking at, they lost to Oregon, you know, they struggled against Minnesota early, Um, you know, going through this. But but they struggled against Minnesota. What about Nebraska? Yeah.
0: So here's, yeah. And and I'm with you and I feel you, you know, and I, I, cause I agree, but you got to realize they struggled with Minnesota and still ran one by two touchdowns in the road and put up 45 points. Like that, like that was their bad game. I mean, arguably their worst game of the season was against Tulsa.
1: Without got, Stroud,
0: though. No, Stroud played against Tulsa.
1: I thought Stroud didn't play in some game. No, no, no. He right? was
0: fifty. He was fifteen to twenty-five. Uh, for what game did he play? He didn't play against. um You're right because he he skipped the uh, the game after Tulsa. Um, Akron. Akron or something like that. Yeah, the Zips. Um. Yeah, yeah, they played Akron, right? And then McFord yeah, threw three, three hundred and thirty-five yards or whatever. No, no, no. He, right. he played, a, and that's what actually led to him. He, they, they had him take a break. He was fifteen to twenty-five for one hundred and eighty-five yards, one touchdown, one interception.
1: So he struggled, but their worst game, you could say Tulsa. It's at Nebraska was their worst game. You know, they mm-hmm. win by nine. I mean, 26 it was, 6 it, 17, that's a bad game for them. If we're talking about a national uh, championship it was, offense.
0: No, no. It, it, was, it, was, it was 20 to 13. Ohio State, 13 Tulsa, with one minute to go in the third quarter of that game. Okay. And it was so they won it, by it was, They won by 21. Yeah, but but it was but it was 27 20, 12 minutes into the fourth quarter, too. They didn't pull away until three minutes to go in the game. And then they had a, a pick six to seal it to go up twenty one.
1: Uh, and that's fine, but I'm just It's also September. Oh, I mean, I know, I know, I know. Right. I'm trying to look at an opponent recently that we've played too. You know, beating Nebraska by nine. You look at that as a Michigan State fan, you can say, "Well, hold on."
0: Right. Well, and the thing, and the thing with that game um, is, you, you look at Stroud. He's thrown five interceptions. He threw an interception the first three games. He's only thrown two in the since then, and the, the both of them were against Nebraska. And that's really, that was really the difference is that that cover two um really, really got to him and he tried to test him deep and it, it you know, it didn't work. Um You know, still, I mean, look, Ohio State, you know, held Nebraska to two of 13 on third downs. They outgained him by 130 yards and had the ball for four minutes, you know, eight minutes longer. I mean, and, and that's a bad game. Now, now I'm going to take off my pessimistic hat and, and, and be real. Ronnie, you're right. Against, they, they've blown out, their blowouts are Rutgers, Maryland, and Indiana. Okay. That's not, so what is kind of my, my thought. Okay. Great. You know, that, that's what a good, a very good team should do. They beat Penn State by nine with a hobbled Clifford. They beat Nebraska by nine. And we all know Nebraska's, you know, feisty and fighting and all that, but there aren't, you know, they, they can't make the plays that matter when they matter. Um, they're really their only. I'll be honest. Their really only impressive win is Purdue, this past weekend.
1: And Purdue and Purdue was cheeks. They were cheeks. They were so bad. Uh, Purdue. Everything that they did against Michigan State, they didn't do. They did the opposite against Ohio State. Fumbling the football. Stupid game management. Putting in the other quarterback. When and the the second they put him in, they fumbled the football. Henderson goes for ninety yards. They fumble a kickoff return. You know, Ohio State's up twenty-seven to twenty-eight to seven before you blink. It was a seven-seven game. They got in their own way. I mean, Purdue—they missed. Ohio State with them. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like it was just completely like Ohio State came out and just out outclassed them through and through. Uh, Purdue absolutely shot itself in the foot, and that is the one thing Michigan State cannot do in this game. The last thing they can do is go into this game if you want any shot to win and do what you did against Purdue. You can't be driving in the first drive and Kenneth Walker fumbles. You cannot make. You cannot. You have to win the turnover battle, and, and Purdue obviously didn't do that and got smoked. If Michigan State comes out and does stupid shit like that, they'll lose by. You know, they'll lose forty-five to seven. It will be two thousand seventeen all over again. Yeah, got, it the ball have, security is job security.
0: It, 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 so, so that absolutely could happen. Okay, look, Ohio State is good enough. They can. You can hold them down for a quarter, and they'll. Is your phone going off?
1: That is my pager. Just keep going.
0: Okay. Um, hope hope everything's okay yeah
1: uh, yeah yeah
0: okay um you know really really high production quality here buddy um, the no I'm okay mister
1: you, listen you're typing the whole time get out of here
0: i'm not typing anything i'm i'm running i was actually running this this i was averaging the rush defenses removing sacks
1: yeah yeah, for, yeah for conversation
0: yeah, yeah. later i am um i was um so no, no. The, the the thing is, Ohio State can can score in a blink of an eye. They are completely capable of a seventy five yard touchdown drive in forty three seconds, or two seconds. I mean, they they can they can score in one play at any point in time. You're never going. You're never going to keep them down. And this is the thing, Ronnie. This is the offense that Scotty Hazelton spent has spent his time defending. For most of his career. Okay. Right. The hurry up, the spread, the wing it down the field. All of the, it, it's not, to, this defense is not designed to handle the body blow cock control offenses of the big 10, but it is designed to handle the, to handle the spread attacks. And you did see that against Maryland. Look, they got 21 points. Fine. But they it took four hundred and forty yards to get twenty-one points. We talk about that 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 yards per point ratio. Um, you know, they they had to be they forced field goals, they missed field goals, they went it for fourth down, they couldn't get it on fourth down, they got frustrated, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, that's really what the defense is supposed to do. I still think they left too many guys open and all that. But 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 that's that's where it works. If there's a glimmer of hope, and there is, look, I look, because I'll tell you. Ohio state it's has still different.
1: a number seven versus a number five game. You know? well, like,
0: it, you know, well, and even if you want to say MSU isn't really a number seven, but by the advanced stats, they're probably number 14 or something. Okay. They're ahead of, they're certainly ahead of Nebraska. They're, ahead, you know, Miami, Miami's a top 25 team or top 20, 30 team. I think, um, you know, by the event, whatever you want to call the advanced stats these days, who knows? Um State is right next to Penn State somewhere in terms of overall, like, whatever efficiencies, blah, 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 you know, magic numbers, you know, stats are for losers kind of stuff. And it's funny because as I get older, the less I care care about stats. Like, look at the raw, like, okay, rush defense, pass efficiency defense. But some of this, like, expected points per play where you assign a value per every play, like, just, just stop. Just stop and look at the game as a whole. Okay, stop! Stop! You know you're not an actuary. Okay, this is not an actuarial science. It's football. Enjoy it for what it is. All right, a, a, a violent sympathy symphony that that you know satisfies our need for war. That's what it is. In tribal instincts, that that's what it is. Okay, and it's entertainment. So you know, I, I look. I'm I'm a, I'm a tax attorney in my day to day. I don't I don't need that. You know, when I, when I go to watch games, rant over. Um, so. So, anyways, the the, the point is, um, Ohio State has this championship, this national championship level offense. But you got to remember, I would argue, the second best offense in the Big Ten is in East Lansing. Yeah, no, I, I think that Fight I me. think that's very true. <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I think I think overall, I think even if the number, you know, even if they're like, an, you know, I, maybe Michigan averages a point more because they put sixty-one up on on what's it call it. Um, good for them, um, you know, Northern Illinois. But in just overall, I think I think in Big Ten play, they are statistically the number two offense. They put up like 31 and a half points a game um, in in Big Ten play. Um, so. It's not as though state is is going to a gunfight with a you know with a pop rock you know a pop gun.
1: No, I I hundred percent agree with you. I think that they have the pieces right, and I, I think what's going to cost them here is like the bottom forty, right? Like that's where I don't think they can win. Uh, I think because they don't have that depth, uh, they, they're they're a team that's capable of winning this game, yeah. But it, the bottom forty is is it's really going to be the issue. Um, but I, I think there's a chance, right? I think the way we're getting written off is so ridiculous. Like they basically act like they're playing freaking Maryland this weekend, right? Like that's that's what I see in the media. What I see by the 19 point spread, like spread, like nobody's <laughs> giving us a chance. And I think I think part of that plays in our favor, especially that they play Michigan the next week.
0: Well, I think I, I mean I mean everyone's written us off from the and I maybe you can't tell. I'm actually pretty fired up. I'm 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 ready to go. I'm I'm ready to go. Run through a wall. Put me in, coach. You need a kicker. I can probably do that. At least kick. kick we actually kick extra do. Points. We do. We actually do need a kicker. That's uh, I, I, an issue. I, I played soccer. You know, I, I run. I can I can kick a football through uprights. Maybe. Um. You know the. Uh, but but what I what, what I'm talking about when I'm talking about exciting, we haven't talked about the other side of the ball, and that's Ohio State's defense, and that's there are some some chinks in that armor okay and there are some there are some cracks that i don't think and I, you were joking about me typing earlier so here's what i did so ohio state's number one <laughs> the in sacks. what what
1: no, i'm just what? laughing go bring, on bring
0: it come on no 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 no. no, no. i can take it you let la- you, you mock my numbers here we go let me go let me go fire up my my you know whatever you do to play dungeons and dragons i don't know you fire up something who knows probably anyways the um the point is i i looked at the rush defense with sacks removed because that's that's a better indication of how your run defense does is actually against the run um for instance michigan state gives up about 3.3 yards a carry um including sack yardage take out the sacks they give up 4.35 Okay, which isn't good, but if you think about it, that that's that's pretty much what you've seen. All right. You've seen teams like Maryland, they were able to rip some stuff up the middle, guys which really makes me mad, Ronnie, uh all go, going for strips of for forced fumbles rather than getting guys on the ground. It's so it's yeah. so obnoxious. So no, you, obnoxious.
1: You, right. No, it, 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 it's like that it's a it's a it's that it's a you know, that bull crap, whatever, like that arm tackle bullshit that it's just not gonna work. And it's definitely not going to work against them. It's like super frustrating. And yeah, it's just, it's just not, there's no place for it. There really is no place for it. Like you're just, you're an idiot. That's how I look. Like you're, you're just like, you don't know, understand like how football works when you play like that. And and let me,
0: let me be clear. You're not going to rip the ball out of these guys' hands. All right. It's zero chance. You you are not going to remove the ball from Trevion Henderson. You're just not. Stop. While you're ripping him out, he's going to be dragging you 15 more yards. And he'll probably spin you around, throw you on the ground stomp through three other guys and score a touchdown when you could have just gone for his legs, slowed him down and stopped him for a 6-yard gain, which is what you yeah, should maybe do. Maybe twist
1: maybe twist that ankle on about a pile.
0: Hey, hey, hey.
1: No, no, no. I no, 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 no.
0: don't no no, 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 no. No, no. State state this isn't this isn't this isn't the University of Michigan podcast. It's the Press Corps podcast. We're classy. Some <laughs> candy um, and all that. Yeah. Cotton Candy Yards. You can go take a never mind. Um here's the thing. I did the same thing for Ohio state. All right. Their rush defense gives up 3.1 yards a carry. If you remove sacks, it goes up to 4.2. Okay. That's even a, it's a bigger jump than for MSU. H- here's the thing. And this is stay with me, Ronnie, stay with me, have a cup of coffee, take, take, stay on this journey with me. Um, Ohio state has 33 sacks on the year. 10 of those were against Akron. Okay That's
1: a lot of sacks.
0: Well, yeah, so in games other than Akron, they're at about two and a half a game, which is still decent that the, that the pass rush exists, but it's not the, you know, the Joey Bosa level ends. They have good ends, but they aren't I hate to say this, but they're not Hutchinson and Ojabo quite level. They're good. They're very good, but they aren't, you know, there maybe Sholi Calhoun mm-hmm. instead of. You know Chase Young, if you remember we both yeah, so and that's what I'm starting to see as as I'm looking at their numbers um you know MSU's pass defense is obviously you know a lot a lot much valued um 130th in pass yardage defense, but again, the pass efficiency defense is fifty sixth which okay isn't it's not amazing. But that's just middling, okay? It's not. It's not. You know, thermonuclear bad. Want to know something, buddy? Guess. Guess who the number two worst pass yardage defense is in the Big Ten?
1: Ronnie. Sorry, I muted myself. Sorry, uh, I you I, I had to call a patient back, so I do I oh. do not know.
0: No, 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 no. You, uh, you know, obviously health health comes first. Yeah, no, I I, that's what, I I literally put it
1: I put it in our chat. We can delete this, but I put it in our chat. Got to call a patient back, so I was just talking to patient. I missed that part. Go. So we, did, if you could cut this out, that would be great. Uh, I do not no, no, know I'm, what this.
0: I don't know how to edit, so people are just going to have to listen. All right. Hey, everybody. That's what's (laughs) going on. Sorry.
1: Terrible, terrible on my part. I apologize. I do not know, though. No,
0: no, no. It's fine. Uh, It's Ohio State. They are 108th against the Paths. MSU is 130th. Even better in terms of efficiency, MSU is 56th. Ohio State's 54th.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I watched them against Penn State, and that kind of, it kind of like, that's what it looked like to me. Like they were giving up a lot i mean obviously like dotson's very good but uh, you know Jaden reed is too right and well
0: this is the different here here, go go on sorry
1: no that's that was like that was something that really stood out to me like there was plays to be had and you know they hit they hit their tight end at the middle right we have malik card that's when i was like wow there's a they're giving up a lot of yards and like it really it reminded me a lot of kind of our like little like soft zone where they're just picking it apart through the middle that's what it looked like to me but my that's like my untrained eye right like so I, it makes me happy that at least the numbers are kind of speaking to that a little bit.
0: Yeah, and and that's what I'm saying. It, it, look, it, their defense is, is good. I mean, they're number 16 against the run. MSU's 20th, by the way, um, and the, the numbers are about the same. We're pretty close to it. Um, obviously, they just played Purdue, which is a, a really bad rushing offense. Um and MSU has already had, you know, it, Purdue's already played us and stuff, and you know we're obviously a much better rushing attack. Um, and I'm, I'm I, you know, quite frankly, I don't have the time to uh, anymore to go into what you know what each running back did against Ohio State, but to suffice suffice to say, there is there is real potential here. I mean, look, they give up 20 points a game. MSU gives up 22 points a game. All right. They score 46, MSU scores 34, okay? So the the real difference here is actually the the relative potency of the offense. It's not that Ohio State is, is excellent on both sides of the ball. It's that they're excellent at offense and MSU is very good on offense. And the defenses are pretty close. And the biggest issue for Ohio State, ironically enough, which is kind of crazy to me, is up the middle. They have really poor linebacker coverage and their safeties are... I mean, if state runs a flea flicker, provided that the you know the defensive ends don't get home, it's going to go for a touchdown. I mean, these guys have their heads on a swivel. I mean, they look every bit as bad as I think Gross has played the last few weeks, um, which is something I really I wasn't expecting to hear because you look at these scores that Ohio State you know is they're blowing teams out, but that's but that's how you know, uh, a Penn state hangs around in, in, in Ronnie, that was, that was a, that was a one score game late in the fourth. That was, that was, I think it was, uh, what was it like, uh, 26 to 20 or f- something like that. It was like 21 to 27 or something along those lines. So that's really the, um, I think, I think Ronnie actually calling his patient, um, which, you know, that makes sense. He's a doctor and that's, that's what he's got to do. Um, shouldn't knock that at all. Uh, but the, but the, 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 the overarching point here is that, you know, Ohio State's pass rush is, is really disproportionately slotted into one game, uh, where they got the 10 sacks against Akron. Um, their, um, rushing offense is, or defense is really a product of the pass rush and to, to the same extent MSU's is, but that is to say that they, they do have equivalent, um, relatively equivalent defenses, um, Um, you know, the the, the real difference is that their offense is just next level. Um, They're actually, uh, oh, that's the other point, third down defense. Um, Ohio State's third down defense is 94th nationally, which is almost unheard of. Um, If anything, they're just kind of a higher concentrated version of MSU with with the offense leading the way and the defense doing enough to give the ball just back to the offense um, and continuing. I, I, I think... Probably the other factor is the is turnover luck, I guess, for lack of a better term. Um, Ohio State's plus um, plus nine in turnovers through ten games. MSU's plus three. Um, you wonder if if they're kind of due for a fumble or two here. They've only lost two all year. Um, that would be unusual. I think eventually they will. Um, I don't know if you were able to hear any of that or. Um, I
1: co- no I, I just I just got back on I, I apologize to everyone that's this is no, this is no. my bad this is, no, no, this it's is your work uh, no yeah but I mean still I got yeah. the podcast yeah. comes before
0: the work come on that's uh, not how this works um but the, it depends on the day the the, the, the point is though and, and I don't know if you did the dive into this Ohio State I said is just kind of a more extreme version of MSU excellent offense and a defense that does enough to give the ball back to the offense and, and hold you no, 100 agree
1: And, you know, kind of like you talked about earlier, I'm laughing because you said, you know, when we were talking about advanced stats and you said, you know, use your eyes, the, the eyes tell that story too. Like when you watch them play against teams who have a pulse, there are, there are plays to be had. I mean, Penn State had a game with them going into the fourth quarter, right? I mean, uh, Nebraska had a game with them. You even said Tulsa, who I mean, obviously they might they should have maybe. Tennessee had a game with them. I mean, the eyes tell the same story that you are relaying to us in such fine fashion with these numbers. Like they, these are very good numbers. This is what this is what people listen for.
0: Well, but it, it, well, I, don't, I I'm sure they listen to your, for your dulcet tones. But the um, I think the other thing to to consider um, is. A, when you have such a strong offense, it, 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 look, MSU does the same thing, forces the other team to really pass. And um, more and more, and that's why Ohio State and MSU both face a ton of passes. Um, also, the fact that MSU plays West, played Western Kentucky, anyone that plays Western Kentucky, I, I think MSU actually held them to the least yards. I think they had 365 against us. And it's like the least yards they threw for all year. Yeah. No, which is sure. I, which is kind of which is kind of crazy to me. So I mean, yeah. it, it, oh, it, it, I guess I guess if you want to, we should probably address special teams. Um, I'm I gonna just, say we just need Coughlin to to fix that leg. Like I don't I don't care
1: what you got to do. We cannot have guys missing extra points in this freaking game.
0: The, yes, I was going to say. Um, once again, this is something that's carried over Urban Meyer, and this this is worth noting. Do not return a kickoff against Ohio state. Do not do it. It is a trap. They kick it high. They kick it to the eight yard line and you will be stopped before you hit the 15. Every time it is, it is, they get insane hang time on those pop-up kicks, wave your hand, take the ball to 25. Okay. They are fifth nationally in kick return defense, 14.2 yards a return. Okay. Okay. You aren't going to break one against them. You aren't. They are perfectionists at this. It is dangerous. You cannot make this offense go 85 yards time and time again. Give them 75. Okay? It's just not going to happen. Um, also, we need Coglin back because guess what? They're the number one kickoff return team in the Big Ten uh, in six nationally. And I got to tell you, uh, our kick coverage is pretty not great.
1: That's That's an understatement. I you know do we know what's going on with Coughlin? I mean, I know he's ready when he's ready. Whatever, I mean, That's it's got to be go.
0: it's got to be a pulled groin, right? I mean, he, he got he came out in warm-ups and then couldn't play against Purdue. He
1: but he did kick against Maryland a little bit. Now, obviously, extra points aren't like the probably the most strenuous thing on the kid, but I, I don't I don't know how that works. To be completely honest with you, what what's going, what leg it is? I know there's like the plant leg and what? Who
0: knows? Yeah, I mean, and that's the. I, I your your guess is as good as mine. Um, I, I I really hope he's back, but you you cannot again. I, I cannot. Words cannot stress this enough. How much you cannot. Um, can't do that. Just can't yeah. do it. Um, ironically enough, I looked this up too. Um, so in terms of yards per pass attempt given up, MSU is at six point eight seven, which is you know in the in the fifties nationally. Uh, so six point eight seven. Ohio State's at six point nine. So they're actually like three tenths of a yard worse. Um, which, again, I want to point out, mean you know is a is an indication that 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 there are plays to be had. Now that said, uh, they still do have some pretty fearsome defensive ends, and you know I don't expect to have Jared Horst in this game, so it may be a, it may this might be a moot point. Um, because if you can't if you don't have if you can't hold on enough to throw. Uh, it really doesn't matter.
1: Do you think so, like Spencer Brown no. you know, would be
0: no, – no no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, 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 no. Finish your thought because I'm, I'm-
1: – No, no. I mean I'm with you. Like I, do you think they got him reps to like see if they could throw him into this lion's den or do you think – I mean we talked about it before. They have a bunch of five-star athletes out there on the outside. Is that something
0: you could even give him that yeah.
1: rotation or is that just a big no-no? no,
0: no? I, no, I think that's why they did it. I think that's why they did a lot. They, they brought in a lot of the people. Um i think we talked about this earlier but to 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 you this is look this is an all hands on deck game um i think the the anyone that thinks um um anyone that thinks that m s u is just gonna be the plucky we're just happy to be here and have a chance oh golly gee, what a special season they're going into this expecting to win this game
1: yeah they're going no, I...
0: this this team is not this is and end and an, This is no disrespect from Ohio state. I actually think Ohio state fans and the program have a a, a lot of respect for MSU. I really like interacting with Buckeye fans. Um, They know their football. They hate Michigan, of course. Um, And they've, I think they've always given credit where it's due.
1: Yeah, no, I like, I I was telling you earlier, uh, you know, they, they're, they're like what you should be as a fan base, right? They, 2015, I went to that game. They were so kind good fans, you know, you hear horror stories from Michigan, well that's cuz they're Michigan fans. I mean, these these people paid for our bar tab, gave us drinks even after the game were super kind, you know, paid for our meals, talked to us about, you know, how wow. great of a game it was. Yeah, I mean, they were fantastic and uh that's that I mean that's the standard, right? This is who we want to be. You know, when you look at what you want to be when we grow up to be big boys, Ohio State is who you want who you who you want to be.
0: Okay, that's good to know. I didn't yeah. realize that. Um, and, and that's, um, and and so that's what I'm saying. I I don't think this is coming from like the Ohio state program, but, but the entire, the national media is already hyping the Ohio state, Michigan game. Um, everyone's like, oh yeah, you know, these also control their own destiny, but really it comes down to Ohio state, Michigan. Um, no one's really giving state a chance. And I know with the 19 point spread, et cetera, et cetera, that, you know, it's, you know, it's a big margin, but you know, the, the money line I think is plus 700 for MSU, which is, which is in line with that, I think. Right. I don't know. I don't quite get how that works. Um, but I, I, this isn't like a, you know, Kansas versus, you know, Pete Carroll, USC type line. Um, point is this is fueling this team. This is going to be an all hands on deck game. I think, I think they strategically arrested Barrow and Crouch against Maryland, thinking they could get by and get the young guys some reps. Um and you know, get Harvey back in the current game because they're gonna they're gonna throw absolutely every single person, every single body, and every single strategy at this game. Um you know what? They could still come up short because Ohio State has an insane embarrassment of riches and talent. That happens. Okay. And there's really no shame in that. Um, but is but, it
1: is it gonna be is there a chance it could be 2017 <laughs> you know like that's my biggest worry right remember that line we thought that was a game we could win um and then the line just kept growing and growing I think it got to 24 and they just they just shellacked us like is this is this gonna be two, more like 2015 or is it gonna be more like 2017 like that's what I keep thinking like I think it's gonna be certain
0: thing because because 2015 okay, was yes it's gonna be its own. <laughs> No, 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 no! I mean that 2015 was a. It, it, I think it has a better chance to be like 2014 than anything else. Okay. Haymakers back and forth. Whoever blinks first gets up by two scores, and then they just trade balls back and forth. That, that's kind of how I see it going. Um, you know, my 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 head says you know, you know something like 45-31 or 45-34 Ohio State, but you know what? What I'm going to say. Thirty-eight, thirty-five, MSU. Why, why mm. cost, cost, cost me, cost me nothing to be optimistic. You know, with this team, this program, and this, I'm not, you know, this, I'm not a big like believer in like win one for the Gipper rah, rah, rah. That's going to lead a team to victory. I listened to Tucker's press conference. I've, you know, from what I hear and what I understand there is a focus on this game, and everyone, no one, no one's looking at this as "I'm just happy to be here." And I, I think attitude it matters because it matters how you practice, and how you practice does does go over to game day. Okay, if you got guys that are out at Ricks and Harpers on Thursday night, because which you know happens, you know, even in the, even in good seasons, you know, oh. You know, okay, fine. You know, we're we're seven. I hate, to, I hate
1: to correct you, but like they would be at the Riv and then Rick's. But well I'll forgive you.
0: That's because you're younger than I am, and you remember these things. I just remember <laughs> dirt, one's a dirty bar Burger, above ground. Burger Ram.
1: Uh, Burger Ram. Oh, right. oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Burger on Thursdays, and Harper's on Wednesdays. Even though Harper's. Yep. There you speak. go. There you go. There. All is. right. There. You you you, you jock my memory. Back in my day, there was no Dublin Square. Get out of here with that noise Pts for life um so um uh, but in any event uh, I look look this this is this is not this is not a game that they're going into thinking that they're going to get blown out I mean no, there, are, there are teams that do that they just they, they don't even show up you know no, and, they,
1: believe, they believe they believe and that's kind of when I was listening to Peyton Thorne and listening to the kid you know even Connor Hayward speaking about you know different things I was like well these, at least they have the attitude that they're going to come in and win. They have that, that, uh, you know, that lunch pail that, you know what, we're going to do this. We're no better, you know, we're no worse than the guys across the line from us. Now, do they, that's at least the the bravado, the attitude they're putting outwardly. Do they believe it? I don't know. But I, I, you know what, I believe Kenneth Walker believes it and I believe Peyton Thorne believes it. And you know what, if those two guys believe it, I believe Henderson believes it that can trickle down to the rest of the team and this is this. These teams aren't far enough away to where you can get up for a game and make something happen. Like that's that's something. Like the, this is not the NFL, right? College sports still has that emotion about it. College sports still has that. You can rise up and win a game like this. And, and I think the attitude, the the collective focus of the program is in the right place for that. Now, it would be a hell of a lot of help if all if Michigan and Ohio if Ohio State was looking at the Michigan game, but. You know, I don't. I don't see that from that program normally.
0: Well, you're right, but I, I will say that they, uh, if you can catch them at a good time, this is catching them at a good time, right um, before the Michigan game, and and really they got to hear all about Purdue last week and upset and the spoiler makers and all that, and they took that personally, and they came out on fire against Purdue. I mean, they really just just punched them in the face. Uh, and jumped on I think it was 35 to seven like with like five minutes to go in this or like five minutes into the second quarter. I mean that game was over in 20 minutes. Um and then you want to say, oh but you know Purdue came roaring back. No, 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 they really didn't. I mean they you know Ohio State went prevent defense and and who cares. Um but but I'll say this unlike the 27 – Cotton candy yards for Purdue. Kind of. Um, but the thing is 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 that is that Ohio State Unlike the twenty seventeen team, they don't have those in they have good defensive ends. I mean, Zach Harrison, Jack Sawyer. I mean, these are these are good, good defensive ends. Some of them are true freshmen, um, that are playing that are five stars and all that. But they aren't quite I mean, next year they might be, you know, twin anchors of death. This year they're just merely very good. And you can you can forestall look, you know who else had very good defensive ends? Miami. Seriously. Miami had no. great. Yeah. Miami had great athletes. I think I think a little less, them. a
1: little, a little more poorly coached, but they had they had the guys. I mean that remember, people forget that when we were going to that game. That was one of our guaranteed losses for good reason. Right. Um. Well, because
0: but of the, yeah, yeah. Well, in in well, we didn't we didn't know they we didn't know. I mean, who knew what what, what they what state really had? Um, right. But you know, my, my concern is obviously. You know, a Curry on the right side with with Jarvis was really building something, and then Horst is you know Horst is not with the program, and now a Curry's playing left tackle. Um, you might see quite a bit of Spencer Brown, and because he is an athletic big, I mean, he's like six, six, three. I mean, I think
1: I think that's the best option because if you put a, if you put Jarvis out at tackle, now you're worse at two positions. Right, If Spencer Brown can at least hold the zone. I mean, Jarvis is a plus lineman. Duplain is a plus lineman. I mean, you want. Kenneth Walker to be able to have every opportunity to make something happen, right? Big-time players make big-time players. You know, you know, like, you know, Izzo always talks about, you know, you know, all Americans come through in the clutch, right? Like, you've got to rely on them. Like, if Michigan State's going to win this game, Kenneth Walker has a good ha- – needs to have a big game, at least, or, you know, to keep him at bay. Uh, you know, people talk about in 1998, right? You know, Cedric Irvin, when Michigan State upset Ohio State, Cedric Irvin had, you know, only 65 yards, but it made Ohio State have to respect – you know, the run and, and that, that changed the game a little bit, you know, Michigan State has to have a similar Kenneth Walker, better than the Cedric Irvin, but you know, he needs to be able to run. And the last thing you want to do is take away his lineman. So now he can't even have an opportunity to have
0: a big day. Right. And I think that's what, that's really what Walker brings to the table here is that just his presence, you can run the flea flicker on the first play and it's respected right Yeah. i mean that's that's yep. that's that's a possibility you can do that um maybe maybe they will i don't know um and just just his factor there i don't really care if he you know look i would love it if he wins the, wins the heisman it would be great for the program no 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 but, we but, need
1: him to win the heisman
0: no but you you want to beat ohio state look look if he has 23 carries for 84 yards and one touchdown and that's not good enough to win the heisman fine i don't care you know, that's uh, and, and state gets the win, obviously. That's the most important thing. Um, so, I mean, that, that that's at least where I'm at. I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm cautiously optimistic. They got to get through the first quarter and not be down like 21 to three or something, uh, which could happen. Um, I, I, I honestly would take the ball first and try and go on a 5 minute drive. I know ball control isn't really part of this offense, but um they showed a bit of that against Maryland. They had like a 7 minute drive or a 6 minute and 50 second drive. It was the longest drive of the year. Um a couple more of those shorten the game a little bit. Um and look, look st- states a states a team that can um make huge plays. You know, Ohio State can make huge plays, you know, without Naylor, MSU is one less weapon in that area. But you know what? this is going to be a game. I think the, the fun thing, Ronnie, is that, and I think you're on mute right now. So I'm kind of talking, waiting for you to come back. No, no,
1: no. So, I, yeah, no. So they they called me again, but I, I have steered them away from me.
0: It, it's okay. If you have to talk to your patients, it's okay. Um, the What I was going to say is this is going to be, I think it's going to be an exciting game. I think it's a game of haymakers. This is not going to be a 6-4 to four Iowa-Penn State game. This is going to be... Big plays, big interception. I mean, whatever's going to happen, I think it's going to be an explosive game. Yeah, and I think, I think Michigan State has
1: to take chances. I think if you're inside yeah. the fifty yard line, fourth and fourth and three, and then you got to go for it. Um, you cannot be, you can't be scooting around in this game. You know, all the stops are, you- are out. You got, you got to get every opportunity. Any chance you get to get a first down, you got to figure out how to happens. You need to have those fourth and one plays to Jalen Naylor, like you
0: had against Michigan. Like big time plays are going to win this game, and they've shown they've shown a propensity to follow through with that. Yeah, um, and that's exactly what they need to continue to do. And why and, and why I'm looking forward to the game. I mean, look, they're going to leave it all out there, and they could very well come up short because Ohio State really is just that good. Okay, but you know what? Team, they didn't give us a lot of credit for going down to Miami. Uh most people had um uh had Michigan with the win. Um you know we, we were home dog Weren, weren't we home dogs in that game? Uh yeah, I think uh,
1: oh man, yeah, it was four points. I won a lot of money that day. Hey.
0: I did too. Oh, I
1: gambling. Gambling for everybody. Easy money.
0: Well, yeah, because you know, go state. But but the truth is is that look, state's going to give it their all, and just understand. Look, this isn't the finished product. This is this is a hint of the right direction, and that's a pretty impressive. You know, it's pretty impressive where they are. So, do you have a prediction? What do you where where do you see this shaking out?
1: Don't make me. Um, just my like heart. I no, I I just can't see us winning this football game. I think we're a couple of years away from that. I, I think, I think we're going to get it to the second half. I think that we're going to be in that. I I don't know if you play this game, but I'm like, oh, you know, if you're within seven at this time, you got a game. I I think we'll be in that kind of range until like late in the third quarter, and then I think they might they kind of get away from us. So I think it, it I think it, we're looking at like a you know forty two to like thirty you know three type game. That's, that's where I'm kind of seeing this, like that it's going to be close. We're going to be in striking differences. And there's going to be a lot of what us, but I just, I just don't see us having enough. You know, if you told me horse was there, if Naylor was there, I'd feel a lot better. Right. But that, that's just where I, that's just where I think we are. And you're at 38, 35 Michigan state wins.
0: Yeah. Why not? You know, a, um, why don't we just say it, you know, uh, uh, Jeff Petrowski sack, fumble, at a tie game with a minute 48, oh, sets up MSU at their own 28, Walker's first play. He breaks around the outside, gets a 17-yard carry, and it's, it's kneel down, kneel down, or rush, rush, whatever it is, 37-yarder to win it. Oh.
1: Who's kicking that ball?
0: You are my friend. I don't know.
1: I mean, it's, I was gonna say you got you got the, the you got the kid with the glasses the, coming in here. I'm not looking forward to that.
0: The, the the ghost of Michael Geiger is gonna come out there, and the windmill is gonna happen.
1: I, but, I that's that I, I like that, I, that was that was one of the seeing that you know play after I once I found out Cook wasn't playing, I I, I thought there was no chance. Seeing that makes me believe anything. This, you know, this program has the ability to do anything because they never, this program truly never overlooks anyone because of that chip. And I think that's really helpful. And I I know they're going to be coming to that game, this game with all the chips and all the disrespect. And I I think that can only help us. So I'm hoping I'm wrong. Uh, But if they do lose, this doesn't mean this is like the end of the world. There's still a lot to play for, but it's nice. It's nice to matter. Like we said earlier.
0: Yeah. And so that's that's where we're at. I mean, look, you, you really actually have almost nothing to lose in this game. Like like a blowout would be like, okay, you got blown out. That's something that will um, will experience. Um, if you if you go close, you kind of validate your season. If obviously if you win, uh, you're in the driver's seat for a Big Ten title in the playoff game. So you know maybe you know in some ways the disrespect is is a, uh, is a little okay. Um, cause it sets the expectations relatively low, but you know what, Ronnie, that's a loser mindset. That's not what Michigan state's about. And that's what I'm talking about. And that's the difference. Yeah, we're,
1: we're not, we're not puddle people. We no. are puddle people. We're deep water people. That's right.
0: No, that's right. We got the so, floaties on. You, you know, no, 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 no. You gotta have this, gotta have the scuba tank. You got to get like leg weights to get deep, man. That's what we're talking I, about. We're hanging out with like the angler fish. And the, oh, okay, we're, and, not,
1: we're not. I, I get it. We're not We're not sinking in
0: that deep water. We're floating. No, 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 no. We're down underneath. We're hanging out with the Leviathans. We're comfortable we're there. We're comfortable with the pressure and the dark and the grit. Well, I don't know if there's grit there in deep water. Never been down there. Um, but the point is, this team is not, I keep saying it, they're not just happy to be there. And if there's one thing that's carried over from the D'Antonio legacy and what's really kind of and I believe in this season kind of changed my my psychic my psyche towards this this team and this program. I don't. I go into a game not expecting MSU to fold at all ever. Like I believe it's going to happen. And I, I, you know, against Miami, it's the second the second things. The second I see one good play for State. And now I'm at the point, Ronnie. I'm like, all right, it's on, it's on, let's go. Yeah. Here we go. And and it, it, it's it's that it's that kind of quiet confidence that just comes from winning a lot. And after yeah. 15 years of it, I think it's I think it's okay to to expect a good game against against an excellent opponent. And yeah. that's and and that's what I expect. And this was look 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 2014. We're two heavyweights going at it. I said that. Yeah. I that, that 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 that's a compliment to this offense. That twenty fourteen team was no worse than the number two team that D'Antonio had.
1: No, I it was better than it was that 2014 two team was the number, de- but definitely better than 2015. I mean, they just happened to play the two teams that played for a freaking national championship. Absolutely. You know, I, and I then, mean, what else do you what do you want for them? And people forget, I mean, Braxton Miller had just the absolute not I, I, Miller, JT Barrett yeah. absolutely just had the clinic of clinics that day. And it's still a game. That we were a whole. I mean, this is this is such a Michigan take, but we were a weird holding call away from literally the game being completely different. So yeah. I'm, I mean, it's just you know that confidence was instilled, and you know a lot of older fans, whoever listening to this, kind of have that same old Spartan that fear. The younger fans, my generation, the people who didn't grow up rooting for Michigan State, always expect we're going to win. They're always like, "How could you not?" And, and that's just. That attitude, and I, and I think you know, Danton Izzo says it takes 15 years to change a culture, and we're kind of getting right to that mark. And you know what? I think our culture as fans, and as we're we expect to be in these games, we expect to have more than a puncher's chance, and I think that's something something we
0: have. Gotcha. That's that's what's where we're at. So we'll see again. I you know I expect a good game, um, you know, and but that but that's what I'm saying. You know, it's a game where. First team that blinks, someone's going to get the lead, and probably not. Probably not give it back in this one. Um, you know, I, I look. The, the only, honestly, the only scenario I can't see is MSU blowing out Ohio State and like winning by like fourteen, like seventeen points or something like that. Like, right. like, like that would be a, like I uh, that doesn't compute. But State winning by a touchdown, by ten points, even you know, with a late field goal or a late touchdown to to seal a win. Um, you know, where Walker breaks loose to run out the clock. Sure. Ohio State doing the same thing. Sure. Ohio State getting up 31 to 10 early and kind of coasting and MSU coming back and making it kind of a game, but it ends up being like, like I said, like 45, 34 or something. Sure. I get it. Um, But I don't expect MSU to quit and I don't expect them to go in backing, expecting to, you know, they're they're not a beaten dog expecting not to get here. They're, They're looking to do some hurting. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Any final thoughts?
1: No final thoughts from me. I'm just pumped. And I, I would just like to personally apologize to everyone for, uh, stop. stepping out Watch at times, it. but you know, you it got, has you to happen. To you
0: got work to do. All right. Well, um, I'm hoping that we're talking about win number 10 and that the press yes. quarters podcast blessing continues. Yes. Um, so, uh, go green. I uh, hope you enjoy yes. the, rest of the week. And, um, Next week, we'll talk about what we're thankful for in advance of Thanksgiving.